Hey, and welcome back to Giovanni Andreoli's Movies More, where I talk about movies more. All right, everyone. Today I'm here to talk about this, the third film from Quentin Tarantino, and one that I find very interesting, and that is uh, Jackie Brown. So this movie follows a middle-aged woman who finds herself in the middle of a huge conflict that will either make her a huge profit or cost her her life. Who writes these? I'm sorry. I always read the... Um, I read the synopsis that's on IMDb and it's always just the first one that pops up. There's usually multiple, um, but this one, for some reason there isn't. So I like, couldn't even pick a better one. And I just love to know who writes these because that was, that's just like, what the hell was that? That was terrible. Um, anyway, uh, what was, yeah, the, the movie at hand. Um, I find this movie very interesting. As I said in the intro, I think it is, so strange that this is a Quentin Tarantino movie because I feel like everyone forgets about it. When you hear Quentin Tarantino, you hear about Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs, Kill Bills, Hateful Eight, uh, Glorious Bastards. And it's like, you know, you get hit with like a bunch of movies that, uh, you know, they seem like really big deals and, and you know, feel like everybody knows them. Um, but I feel like this one and Death Proof always get forgotten about. I never heard them talked about until I started to get uh, a little bit older, more into film, and especially now recently that I've been, you know, watching all of it and listening to podcasts and doing research and whatever. Um, obviously, those the, all those titles kind of blend together for me now. But before, I really hadn't heard about this. And I think that this movie um, is such a weird anomaly in terms of his, his career. It is... You know, there's certain things that I feel like they, they do feel like a Tarantino movie, and there's a lot of like stylistic elements where I feel like you can tell, like, oh yeah, that's a Quentin Tarantino movie. But um, but it's so strange to, to just kind of go from Pulp Fiction to this, which feels like just this epic thing. You're, you know, it's so sprawling, and you see so many like little aspects of this huge crime underworld, and then this one's so much more stripped down. You're you're confined to only a handful of characters, and while it's like a big, you know country spanning plot it it feels so much smaller and it, it's such an odd like you know just the tracking of going from um from pulp fiction to this and then to kill bill which is the same thing it's so sprawling and you're getting all these different things and it's out of order and you know you gotta like kind of piece it together and and think it through and all this stuff it's like a globe trotting adventure um it's just so different uh jackie brown is and uh, I have kind of mixed feelings about it. I think that it's uh, it's an okay movie. Um, I had gone in with kind of, you know, no real expectations just because I didn't really know much about it. Uh, I knew it was based on an Elmore Leonard novel. And that's uh, about it. When I was watching this and the credits were coming up, I was like, Michael Keaton's in this movie? What? Robert De Niro? Um, it's just like Bridget Fonda, Chris Tucker? What? Like, I was so surprised by a lot of the names that were coming up here. And um, when it started, I was very into it. I really, really was. Um, I thought that it was cool to see more of Sam Jackson. Uh, he's He is an actor who I feel like is perfectly suited to Tarantino's dialogue and his style. And I understand why he routinely goes back to work with him because he just has a really great uh, way of pulling off you know, some kind of ridiculous and like, you know, inhuman dialogue, you know, people don't really talk like Quentin Tarantino writes, but the way Sam Jackson delivers it, I feel like he's always been a, 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 a type of actor who could make it sound natural. Um, 
and and so I was really excited that I was going to be seeing more of him. And Robert De Niro has like such a uh, a role that it's so different than what I've seen him in. But I was like, okay, I'm kind of into it. Very off kilter for him, and I like the the lead. It's not a traditional lead for for any um, any movie really. Like a, a middle aged woman who's like struggling with uh, her finances, and she's like a flight attendant, and she feels like stuck in her in her life, and like she's not going anywhere, and all this stuff. It's like. There's a lot of really interesting stuff here, and um, I was I was settling in for something that I thought could be really cool. And as it went, I just felt like it was so uh, rambling. Like I just felt like something like Pulp Fiction. It really feels like it earns its runtime, and just something about how the the that long, drawn out conversational style that uh, Quentin Tarantino really has, where stuff just like plays for a long time. Um, I think it just worked better in Pulp Fiction, and I I don't know why. But when it comes to this movie, I just something about it. I just eventually I felt like it, it got like too meandering and too tedious, and I was just like, oh my god, get on with it! Um, to the point where like the the last shot even felt like it was going on for an hour. I was like, this is just uh, this is just too long. And and I know I know I'm biased. I don't like long movies, and when I'm going into this, you know, I'm heading into a director's filmography where almost every movie is two hours plus. Most of them are two and a half hours. And it's like, you know, that sounds like a nightmare for someone like me who's like an hour and 30 and max. But I, I, you know, I'm willing to do this just because I, I'm this a filmmaker who's a legend and I, I really want to appreciate his work and, and review it and everything. But this one, I think, is one of the ones where I really felt the length. And I just felt like, okay, get on with it. Can something happen here, please? Until the end, where it's just like, it just seems like a bunch of random decisions being made by people. Um, just like how strange and 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 uh, out of nowhere, Robert De Niro just shooting that girl was. And then Sam Jackson shoots him. And then there's like the weird, elaborate... Uh, bag switching scheme that I was so confused by. I was like, he's putting the thing in the thing, and then she's she's putting the books in, and then he takes that, and then she wait, what? Why is she giving him forty thousand uh, dollars? Then she's like, oh, well, she just wanted to give me forty thousand dollars as like a fuck you, like, huh? That doesn't make any sense. And then it's like, uh, then the cops bust in, and uh, like, what is going on? Um. I know it's probably, you know, a bit of it might be that I broke the movie up into a few chunks. I had to stop watching it and then I had to come back. So that might be part of it that I just kind of missed things in between there. But uh, just towards the end, I was just like, this could really be shorter. And um, and I and I don't know. I just think that the pacing really suffers here. I don't think that this one comes together quite as well as some of the other ones. However, there is a lot about it that I really like. I said before that I really like Sam Jackson, Robert De Niro in this totally weird stoner role where he's like just super um, just relaxed and chill and in the background and just being like such a casual bro. It was so weird for Robert De Niro, but I was like, hey, I'm in, honestly. You can pull it off. Um, Chris Tucker in a pretty minor role, but he was really entertaining. I think Pam Greer's Jackie Brown, the titular character, is really good. And both... Uh, Michael Keaton and whatever, whoever plays his partner, um, Michael Bowen, I think is the actor's name. They were really good together. I really liked, um, 
I really liked any scenes that they were in. Uh, there's a lot of stuff about like setting the atmosphere in this movie that I thought was was really cool, and uh, that that mall that they're in, the super blue suit that Jackie has. There's a lot of stuff where they play with shadows that I thought was really well done. Um, there is like some some fun animation and like stuff with like the, the plane flying across the map and and stuff like that. Um, I really liked. Uh, this the music choices, which obviously is a Tarantino movie. It's obviously going to have great movie uh, or great music, but still, it's it's worth pointing out. Um, there's a lot of really strong lighting moments where just like the the yellows and the reds and the blues and stuff really pop, and it, it just like looks really good. Um, and I think that Robert Forster as Max Cherry as uh, is a very standout performance in this movie as well. I really liked his character, and I liked everything that goes on there. But in terms of the rest of this, I just think there's a lot of really great scenes and and very well written dialogue that just um, I just I just feel like this one goes on a lot too long. I think that it kind of it kind of rambles and meanders, and it doesn't really seem like it's heading in any particular direction for a good portion of it. And I, I really wish that it, it had been cut down maybe a half hour to 45 minutes. I think that just tightening this up would have really helped out a lot. And, uh, you know, I know, I know that just sounds like me complaining about long movies again, and I don't want to sound like that. Like, Oh, I'm younger now. And I, I, I don't have a long attention span, but just, I just don't think that everything needs it. And I think that this is one that didn't necessarily need it. Um, there's a lot of interesting and fun characters in this movie. There's a lot of fun, um, fun moments, cool atmosphere. Uh, there's definitely some ideas and scenes that I really liked, but overall I wasn't a huge fan of, of, of this one. Um, I think that as it goes on, it just starts to lose steam. I think there's a great beginning and, and sort of a, uh, a less interesting and captivating uh, second half. So as, I was a little disappointed in this one. I definitely liked Pulp Fiction a lot better. But um, hey, I'm still here for it. I, I'm definitely still in for the rest of these 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 movies. And obviously, no director's perfect. And a lot of it comes down to personal preference. There's some people uh, who love this movie and, and consider it his best. I'm not one of those people, but I can see what people see in it. It just wasn't for me. All right, I am grateful for uh, Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. Uh, if you don't know those names, they are a really legendary comic duo. Um, Ed Brubaker is a really talented writer. Uh, if you don't know him, you might know uh, the Winter Soldier um, from the Marvel movies. He created the Winter Soldier. Um, well, he didn't actually create the character. He wrote the run where Bucky came back, became the Winter Soldier, all the way through till Captain America dying, Bucky taking over the shield. It's a really expansive and really famous run of Captain America comics. And um, he's also done a lot of stuff that wasn't as mainstream. And that's some of my stuff, some of the stuff that's my favorite. I've been reading through him and Sean Phillips' like entire catalog. Uh, there's still a lot to go. I definitely still have a lot. Um, but I'm in it for the long haul. It's really, really fun. Uh, if you haven't read Cruel Summer and you're into comics, oh my god, do yourself a favor. That's one of my favorite books I've ever read in my entire life. I really, really love that. And um, I'm just loving working through their whole catalog. It's kind of a good um, pairing with Quentin Tarantino, at least the earlier like crime-oriented stuff. They kind of go well together. It's like crime comics, um, fun, pulpy crime movies. goes super well together. I I'm really enjoying it. So yeah, I would definitely say I'm grateful for that. 
All right. You know the drill. Rate, review, subscribe, review your podcast. Five stars super helpful. If you have a friend in your life who you think would enjoy the show, please send them my way. I'd love to have them. And if you want to check out the website for the show, you can find it linked in the description below. Um, that's moviesandmorepod.com. And you can find links to all the episodes, links to everywhere you can listen to them, and um, a whole lot more. So, yeah, thank you for doing all that, and thank you in advance if you are going to. But in the meantime, thank you as always for listening. That's the most important thing that you do for me. And, uh, yeah, until next time, my ass may be dumb, but I ain't no dumbass. Peace.